Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Ladies, it's been forever! I know! I'm so excited! <laughs> oh my gosh, you say! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I feel like, well, I mean, we had the launch of Sea of Thieves last week, so because I've been doing a Sea of Thieves podcast, had to stream Sea of Thieves on launch day, I even didn't do my um, Warcraft raid, which I never heard the end of, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we did Sea of Thieves the week before that. We had a gameplay stream. I can't even remember what happened the week before that, but I feel like we haven't actually done a Slaying Demons episode in, like, feels like a month. That might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but it feels like a month. So <laughs> what is new with you ladies? Oh, oh man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> life gets really, like, roller coastery and out of control when we don't have our little therapy sessions I gotta say that I know I feel like we all kind of go like it'll be like we all don't really have a lot and then all of us have a ton going on and then not really a lot and then a ton going on yeah <laughs> definitely seems to come in cycles for sure <laughs> the uh, CFDF stream was awesome though it was really yes, it funny was. to watch you guys play that I have been having so much fun in that game it's just like it's it's so weird because it's not really the type of game that normally would kind of hold my attention because it's kind of riding the line between some sort of uh, Minecrafty sandbox game, but then also a game that kind of has quests, which is always what I felt Minecraft was missing for me. I don't like just going in somewhere and then like trying to find the fun. I, I've always <laughs> said I wasn't creative enough for that, but like, I don't know. I just... I, I don't find Minecraft to be entertaining. So when Sea of Thieves came out, I was just like, okay, well, what do I do in this game? I basically sail around and pretend to be a pirate. Apparently that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess it was just that little bit of direction along with like the trading companies and like the little treasure maps you get and kind of like it's, it is building your own story and, you know, being your own pirate character. But at the same time, that's enough to drive. Like Minecraft has like nothing. This was just <laughs> a, one extra little layer of uh, We're a gonna little get bit so of many hate emails. <laughs> <laughs> from right. People where Minecraft is like their life. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? It's There's fine. So much... <laughs> <laughs> everyone's everyone's allowed to like the things they like. I'm not saying Minecraft is a terrible game. It's just not a game for me because I, I need quests and directions and that well, extra and little has... bit of story. And it has PvP in it, too, which is totally mm -hmm. up your alley. 
Exactly. So. That's totally my thing. 100%. I love <laughs> PvP. So. Which is hilarious because, like, you think Joss would be, like, all about, like, shooting people, like, the cannons. And she was totally the person downstairs, like, fixing, the, like, the <laughs> holes on the ship, like, with wood, like, putting up planks. Like, every time I saw her, that's what she was doing was repairing the ship. <laughs> no one was listening to me. I'm like, guys, I understand you're shooting another ship right now. But if you don't come help me, we're just going to sink. And then we lose. So, <laughs> but, yeah, so we had a lot of fun last week. Um. I've been playing a little bit more. See if these offline, we're going to be playing a little bit more after raid tonight as well. So um, if you guys are interested in see if these at all stick around, because there will be pirate shenanigans. But uh, but yeah, I feel like it's just been forever. I guess the last show that we did was uh, the week before the big Hearthstone tournament in Toronto, if I remember correctly. Yep. Yeah. Yep, so you were um, talking about going and not and being afraid to go. Right. So uh, I ended up going and I had a very good time and I was out in the second round, which is fine. <laughs> but uh, I actually ended up facing off against the person who ended up going on to win the entire thing. He was my first round opponent. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I well was like, then. when I saw who I was paired up against, I was like, of course I would pull a pro player in the beginning, <laughs> like my very first round, because I'm not nervous enough already. <laughs> but uh yeah i was just like holy shit man <laughs> like what are the chances but um it, it's like you 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 know that's the worst thing that could happen scenario and you're like well if it's the worst thing that can happen right now and i'm okay with it then you've done it like you, you totally had done it, it. <laughs> right you're yeah like, i'm here i'm gonna do this and i know what the outcome might be but oh well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I, I had a good experience anyways, and uh, something that actually ended up coming out of HCT Toronto and, and part of what we're going to be talking about today, uh, basically we're going to be talking about kind of imposter syndrome, which we've talked about before, and uh, just kind of self-doubt in general, because uh, after HCT Toronto, I was actually approached by Blizzard uh, a, pr a couple days later asking if I could possibly do an interview for them. And I was like, I said yes, because I was like, this is a huge opportunity and I'm super excited and I love Hearthstone. I love Blizzard. I had a great time at HTC Toronto. So I said, of course, yes, I will do this. And then as soon as I said yes, I was like, oh no, <laughs> what have I done? Because my brain just started going through all of these different scenarios about like, horrible things that people were going to say and like why is Blizzard wasting their time talking to her she's not a pro gamer of all the people they could have interviewed like why did they choose her on and on and on and on and on and it took about a week week and a half from the time that they asked me to do the interview to the time that it was actually like posted and it went from like would you mind basically like writing an article for us to could you record your answers we're going to put them up as a companion piece to, okay, the video is actually going to be the sole focus of this blog post. And I was like, oh, the level of anxiety just went up and up and up and up and up because it goes from, you know, like written answers to like fully putting yourself out there in front of um, this huge audience. And at first, again, at first it was supposed to be just on the HS uh, eSports. So the Hearthstone eSports is still um, like a, a division of Blizzard, but it's separate from team five. So it was just supposed to be on the HS um, esports 
YouTube. And then they were like, oh, no, we're actually going to put it on the main Play Hearthstone blog, too, which I know everyone's checking all of the time because we're in the middle of, like, expansion announcement season. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're going to be like, why are they even wasting their time talking to this person about HCT? Why aren't they giving us more expansion news? Where's all our cards? Blah, 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 blah. And everyone's going to be so mad at me. Oh, my God, guys. The level of anxiety for that week was through the roof for me. <laughs> yeah. But you split and you talked about it, which helps, right? It kind of. i mean like it's still it it was it was nice to kind of talk to you guys about it and um i talked to matt about it a little bit too but i felt like um i really felt like i didn't deserve it which is kind of crazy because i've been playing hearthstone for like five years and covering hearthstone for like four and a half years like i've been in the community i've been involved i've you know like talked to blizzard given blizzard feedback like i i've been involved but i'm not a pro player and somehow that in my mind made me like lesser and made me feel like i shouldn't be getting the things that i was getting even though like they were specifically looking for like tips for people going into their first tournament and what is it actually like at an hct event if you're not a pro player and you know like what is that experience like socially and like they were looking for a casual kind of view of their esport event and like what's it like for the average person to go to these events and to compete so it was just like I was exactly what they were looking for but at the same time I was just like this is this is going to be terrible and the internet's going to rip me a new one (laughs) yeah and I think well there's this fear and there's this trepidation of how people are going to receive you who don't know you yes you know exactly you you've been put in front of this audience of people like you know you've got this safe place of your angry chicken community, um, people who have listened to your streams and listened to your other podcasts. But then all of a sudden, it's this, like, you're being thrown into the lion's den of, den of the internet. Yeah. And it's, like, you don't have, like, the experienced podcast listener who knows who you are. They are literally judging you on, number one, how you look, and number two, how you talk. Yeah. And... And it's this, that, that fear is deep. I know that fear very well because people and all three of us do the same thing because we're human is we make snap judgments <laughs> on somebody and boy, man, you don't want to be the recipient of a snap judgment goes, Oh, geez, really? <laughs> well, and you know? Yeah. And that's exactly what I was kind of preparing myself for was the reallys. <laughs> and especially when just like kind of the way that it happened was very much like, here's the questions, write out your answers. And then they asked me for the video later. And then the video, they were just like, oh, can you just read out your answers? So I was just like, yeah, sure. And then when I watched it back, I'm like, this actually looks really bad. Like I'm used to when I'm podcasting everything else, I'm used to free flowing conversation and everything else. But I was literally just like reading my answers. So it didn't look as like I looked terrified (laughs) at least at least to me I felt like I looked terrified and I I kind of made the decision uh very early on to not go and look at the replies on Twitter at the YouTube comments at Reddit like I was just like you know what if people find me through this video and this article I will deal with them when they come to me but I'm not going to you know go and look at the comments 
and then um well and then so i decided i was going to go actually look at them today because we were doing the show and what i the kind of overarching point that i wanted to make about all of this was just the idea that i did more damage to myself in the week between when they asked me to actually do the interview to and when it was posted than the internet could ever do like I was even to the point like I would have dreams about it. I was like it was this constant like inner monologue in my head of like just this almost like bordering so much anxiety bordering on like panic attacks like every day as I was like is it going up today? Is it going up today? Is it going up today? And then like even I'd be in the shower and I'd have these like it was basically like I was trying to think of the or well not trying because it was not a conscious effort but I was like thinking of all of the absolute worst things that I'd ever heard the internet say about, you know, commentators, about the like Hearthstone casters, about podcasters, just anything terrible I'd ever seen on the internet about someone who wasn't a pro player and like didn't deserve the spotlight that they were given. I was like taking all of those negative comments that I've ever, that I'd ever seen and then imagining them directed (laughs) at me. (laughs) And yeah, I think there was uh, two, well, like one comment that was just kind of like a funny emoji face that was kind of like, why are they posting this? And then one comment that was like uh, something about like, she's obviously just reading from a cue or something that's sad. And then so like, and that one was on YouTube. So I actually responded to the YouTube comment and I said like, hey, yeah, they actually sent me the questions in writing and asked me to write them out ahead of time. So this is just me reading my answers, but they're still my answers. If you want more like um, free-flowing Hearthstone commentary, like kind of more off the cuff, go check out my show, The Angry Chicken, and kind of used it as a advertising opportunity, kind of. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, those were like the worst of the comments. Everything else was like, oh, it's so cool to see Joss in the spotlight. I love Angry Chicken, blah, 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 blah. And uh, like there were lots and lots of Angry Chicken fans who actually came out and and commented and said like, oh, we really like this. It's great. And uh, yeah, so like (laughs) in the end, it was a positive experience, but I beat myself up for literally a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I read the blog uh, post that had the video in it Mm -hmm. and the comments on there were all positive, too. Yeah. You know, because I was curious and I just wanted to see like how how brutal was the internet going to be mm-hmm. for this type of thing? And yeah, it was, I can absolutely understand and and empathize with you feeling the way that you did prior to that thing being released. And like the reasons why are so valid. Yeah. And, but it was so hard to watch you beat yourself up so badly <laughs> for something that hadn't even happened yet. I know. And it was so hard to watch that, it, you know, and, <laughs> There is nothing that Nevermore or I could say yeah. to, to make that go away. Mm-hmm. Well, well we've thing, kind I mean, of talked about that before, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's almost like what you said about you doing the most damage. And then it flips to where it was mostly positive and all the different places you were seeing it. Like, that's almost, almost, it's slightly different, but almost a direct parallel to, like, the wedding prep and how you're seeing yourself and, like, you're being, like, your own worst enemy about all of it. Mm-hmm. And we're telling you, like, no, the people who are going to go, like, they love you. They are excited for you. Like, they're going to love everything. Like, it's, there's only so much we can do as, like, cheerleaders <laughs> with sides that are like, go Joss, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it, you have to kind of see it outside of your comfort bubble, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so so the interview went up, and I, I haven't gone to Reddit yet. I still refuse to go over to Reddit <laughs> and see if it was posted there and see what might be said. But, um, yeah, it, it was it was well-received. Uh, it was a nice thing for me to do. But even then, like, so it was posted after we recorded Angry Chicken. So the first time I was actually able to talk about it on Angry Chicken was today. And even then, I and it's so weird because it's not like Blizzard has never approached the guys to do stuff for them before. But I just felt like I couldn't even really hype it up because I felt like I had gotten something that they didn't get. And somehow that was my fault. And so I like mentioned it right at the very end when what I should have been like is like, hey, guess what, world? I did a really cool thing. And I didn't yeah. feel like I could do that. And it's, that's not on the guys at all. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, like, I just have this whole, like, I don't deserve it feeling, which is just kind of dumb and crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know we don't like to use the C word on this show, but I feel a little bit crazy. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's imposter syndrome, which is exactly yes. the reason why we're doing this episode in the yes. first place. And it is real and it happens so often and it happens more to women than it does to men because unfortunately we wind up making ourselves feel like we don't deserve the things that we work so hard for which which sucks because you know I, as a woman in working in podcasting and also now just working in esports i do feel like i have to work twice as hard yeah. as as my male counterparts do to be respected, to have my voice be heard. Um, and I'm lucky that, you know, for the most part, I'm lucky that I've been surrounded by men who have been very, like very supportive and very much like I treat you like a person and not because you're a girl. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Um, I, it, the experience working with Pat on BattleNet sports and doing the Hearthstone esports stuff has been freaking amazing like I yeah. don't think I've ever been treated so well and with so much respect by any colleague and any like I mean other than you guys but we're like yeah. we're like besties you guys don't count as colleagues <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know like he just he's been so good to work with when it comes to the esports stuff it's like a breath of fresh air <laughs> and yeah. it's great because like you never feel like you not I don't feel like I need to try but I never feel like what I do isn't enough or is subpar or you know anything like that yeah I think he told he told this to me and I, he mentioned you too and I don't know if he said this to you but he said you guys you and Jocelyn and Thist who works on that Battle.net sports show as well make my job so easy because you all come very prepared you know your stuff you you are ready to go and you deliver every time and you know and that is that's something that you know I found is kind of a rarity <laughs> in <laughs> podcasting and it's like well I think that it should be a standard and but so I keep myself to that standard but I've worked with I have worked with people and men in the past particularly who are just like completely disorganized and they don't care and it's like no I feel like I have to work that much harder sometimes yeah just to be able to be at that same level yeah um so there's that part of it, like the imposter syndrome thing, but the, 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 the scary, the scary thing is the damage that it does to you psychologically and the confidence, like it takes so much more confidence to be able to like, 
get up and, and, and do the things that you're doing when you feel like there's everybody else deserves it more than you do, even though you may have worked your ass off. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember when you started Angry Chicken. I remember when <laughs> you started out. And I don't know where the story is going to go. So <laughs> no, here's the thing. When you started Angry Chicken, the, the joke on that whole thing was that Jocelyn is the newbie to the card gaming world. Yeah. And so we're kind of teaching Jocelyn how everything is. And now, and even within the last two, three years, I would say probably more, um, it has switched to like Jocelyn is the database. She is the knowledge, like the, the whole database. She, you know, you know, she knows the cards. She knows the strategy. She knows the players. She knows the, the tournaments. She is not the newbie. <laughs> She's the one you're keeping up with. And, but it, it, that takes a ton of work. Mm -hmm. And so even doing all of that and still having imposter syndrome after you've worked so hard to create, like, you changed perception of yourself. Do you know how hard that is to do? <laughs> like, for real, do you know how hard that is, is to change somebody's perception of you, to see you as one thing? That's your role. That's your that's your slot in life. That's mm -hmm. where you're going to perform. And then you change that perception to be something more and better. And, and you've overcome that previous persona. And yet you're still going, I don't deserve it. Oh, well, it was really funny because especially when it comes to Angry Chicken, it was, um, I, I don't necessarily want to say a battle, but it wasn't easy because um, we kind of started stepping on each other's toes a little bit as I started to try to, um, well, not not necessarily try. It was just kind of the natural evolution of the show that after, you know, a certain amount of episodes, eventually I'm going to catch on to the game. I'm not an idiot. So I'm not going to be a noob for 300 episodes. <laughs> right. So, you know, eventually just through the natural evolution of like me getting more into the game, paying more attention to esports, and, you know, like just kind of branching out of my original role. It was like we were just constantly stepping on each other's toes all of the time because I wasn't in this new player role anymore. And uh, so, you know, even that learning curve of figuring out like, the new balance between the three of us and like who needs to say what, when, and, you know, making just space to let all of our roles and knowledge shine in, in this new kind of dynamic. It took a long time to figure out like how all that was going to work. And part of making all of that work is my work with Pat. The fact that, you know, I don't do everything Hearthstone on Angry Chicken anymore. I do esports over on Battle.net Sports and if I hadn't had that outlet, then it it would have made Angry Chicken that much more difficult. Like, I'm so glad that Battle.net Sports came around. Um, but even then, with, you know, two different outlets for Hearthstone and, you know, being the Hearthstone esports expert on Battle.net Sports and being the kind of just overall, like, knowing the meta, knowing the cards, you know, doing card reviews, all that kind of stuff that we're into right now. With the amount of knowledge, just game knowledge I have about Hearthstone, I still feel like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a pro player. I don't play 16 hours a day. So I feel like somehow I'm lesser than some of the other people that they could have potentially done the interview with, right? And that's where the, sure. the whole imposter thing comes in, which is 
I know it's dumb. Like logical Joss, conscious Joss knows that this is stupid. (laughs) But man, can't help it, guys. Just can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. I I have something to share with you, um, to both of you, actually, because I think this is this this helped me tremendously. Um, I was having a really tough time yesterday. Um, just that whole anxiety has been, I have been a bitch to anxiety lately. It's just (laughs) kind of like this horrible, like, you know, just kind of crushing fear of the what ifs, the what ifs, what ifs, you know, the failure, the, the imposter syndrome stuff, you know, all of that kind of thing. And a lot of it was centered around my, uh, my, my fitness and weight loss journey. So I came to my coach, um, and my trainer and I said, you know, I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing better than I am, even though I'm doing all the things that they say and you say <laughs> that should be rain, that should be successful. And my brain is telling me that I'm failing. And she said, um, she said, brains are stupid sometimes, which we all know that. <laughs> yes. But she said, think, think of that voice in your head as the resistance or as the villain that's in your life. You can't help you and it will never help you towards your goals. Whatever it's saying is the opposite of what's true. And its sole purpose is to prevent you from succeeding. As the heroine, you have to overcome it as part of the journey. And it always gets harder before you succeed. But it's always worth it in the end. It's kind of a cheesy analogy, but I think it's pretty accurate. I think Nevermore is living for it right now. (laughs) I know she is. (laughs) But I, I, I read this and I was like, oh, man, like this is Star Wars. This is Harry Potter. This is, you know, and it's so true. It rang so true, especially to my nerdy kind of like, you know, mentality of yeah things. well the, the fantasy lover in you right like who doesn't exactly. love a good heroine overcoming adversity story <laughs> yeah but then you put it in the context of that that nasty awful voice that tells you you're gonna fail you're you're not gonna make it it's not gonna be good for you um and you take it and you just throw it into the opposite land and say whatever you're telling me is not really what's happening and you're actually trying to suppress me mm-hmm. so did you like that one, Nevermore? Yes. I'm like, ooh. I'm like, I can see this. Because like, I'm very <laughs> visual and like you what are. I need to like, because we've talked about it before. Like if Jocelyn's explaining stuff she's struggling with or like if I'm talking to them about something I'm struggling with, like the people who support you can say over and over and over again that, you know, you can do it or I believe in you. You know what I mean? But like when you can't see it yourself and like Jocelyn just said, like even when you know like, you know that whatever is you're struggling with, you, you know, you can beat it or you're better than it or whatever it is that you're dealing with. It's hard to still see it, even when it's in front of your face. Like, it's so hard to see it sometimes. And that's really cool, like, picturing it like that. Because mm-hmm, it makes yeah. it, it personifies it where you can, where it's not just in there. You know what I mean? Like, it's something you can, like, visually see and, like, attack it. <laughs> Because it's the bad it kind of, It kind of, like, and I like kind of a little bit of the visual that you're giving there, like, just personifying the voice instead of it just being, like, I'm kind of picturing this, like, dark, shadowy fog sort of thing of just all the negativity. 
And if you can actually, like, even just put it in the shape of a dragon, that's something I can kill. <laughs> Can't kill a shadowy fog, but I can stab a dragon with a sword, goddammit. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. And because it becomes, because it's so close to you, yeah. it's so attached to you that it's very hard to, to actually, like, take it out of your head and put it into a, a physical form in front of you and say, you suck. <laughs> you <laughs> You are a bastard, and you are mean to me, and why do you do this? And I'm going to tell you no. Goodbye, you're evicted. Get out. Oh, my um, God. It's, like, actually a Dementor, like, sucking it from your face. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Blurring, like, reality and slowing time and everything. It's a Dementor for real, taking you away, Yeah, taking away all of your good feelings. We just can't yes. see them because we're muggles. <laughs> Exactly. Damn, Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> but your your talk the last time about being afraid to go to H HCT Toronto is exactly the same thing that I have been dealing with um, with trying to decide to go to see Heroes of the Dorm in California because it just got announced last week. Yeah, and. It's just like it's it was like it was like a mirror effect. And here I am sitting there looking at myself on screen telling you that it's amazing that you're going to do this. And I am still stuck in my own head of I'm afraid. What if I don't? What if this? What if that? You know, and it's like it was the the, the epitome of like freaking practice what you preach, Jules. Like, why are you not? <laughs> Why, well, it's but my so funny because as soon as you started talking about it and being afraid of God, like I'm just like, don't be afraid. Why would you just like you can tell me <laughs> blah blah blah? Like, you're the logical one. You're not allowed to be. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly right. And uh, so yeah, it was like it, it, the world gets turned upside down if I if I start having anxiety and not thinking about going, you know. Um, but I, the the thing that I think is most important. To, to express about this is that I was stuck in my own head for like days about it. And it was just wearing me down. And I was this close to just saying, Nope, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to, I'm, I, I have all the reasons in the world why I can say I won't go mm -hmm. and I'll make it okay in my head, but took it out of my head. I wrote to the ladies. Um, I sent a message to my coach and I said, I need help. I'm, I'm struggling. I need this. And as soon as I did that, it was like, it took it out. It just, it, it released it out of my own head and it wasn't, it wasn't just like taking me down anymore. Mm. And that was kind of so, how I felt after I talked about it on the show too. It's like, uh, yeah. once, once I put it out there, I was like, okay, now I've talked about not going now I've talked about like my anxiety and fear. And so if I don't go, like everyone's going to know that I pussied out, like that's going to be a thing that's right. going to happen. So I was just like, once it was kind of out there, it, it gave me the liberty to kind of like, okay, sit back, like, just do it and move on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, because it that got it out of your head from yeah. swirling around in your own head, like it got it out there where you yeah. could like, almost like on a chalkboard where you could like see it and like take a step back and kind of look at it through another, like other eyes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like from a different yeah. perspective, basically. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. And I can't express this enough, guys. 
because I know there are so many people out there that have the same issues where you just you get stuck in your own head. You're you're anxious and, and freaked out. And you're not sure what to do, but you're afraid to speak it out loud because you don't want to burden somebody else with your mm-hmm. own shit. And it's like that's what your friends, your loved ones, that's what they're there for. That's that's what they can do for you. To, to save you from yourself, <laughs> yeah. save you from the torture that you can do to yourself. Because I was wrecking myself for the last couple days and it was really hard. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? It's stupid. It's stupid and it's dumb, which is not the right thing to say to myself. I shouldn't do that. But, <laughs> but it was, it's logically, it wasn't a good idea. It wasn't doing any, it wasn't doing me any favors. Yeah. So so I booked the trip today. I was going to say, have you actually bought your ticket? Because sometimes I find <laughs> yeah. like that's the hurdle when I'm going back and forth on something that I'm feeling anxious about doing is if I just like put a little bit of money there and, you know, then sometimes that's enough to kind of kickstart me. So you did book your tickets yeah. then. Book my tickets. Um, and I've made arrangements with some friends while I'm out there. So I've, you know, made commitments. Good. Uh, so yeah, it's in, I'm doing it and it's, and I'm going, um, the anxiety was coming from mainly, um, I haven't really traveled to someplace without having somebody there on the other end to be there with me. Yeah. Um, I know there's going to be a bunch of people that I know when I get there. Um, so it's not like I'm going into a place blind. I There's friends that will be around, but they're going to be with other friends. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. You know, or they'll be with like spouses and stuff like that. That's fine. But it was the first, it's going to be the first time that I travel on my own without having somebody on the other end to be there with me the whole time. Yeah. And I've traveled alone. It's not a big deal, but not to this extent. So it was a little nerve wracking. I just, you know, and I have this urge, like I have this, this like drive to want to go travel, but travel is a lot more fun when you're with somebody else. So well, (laughs) it depends depends on what you're doing. Like if I wanted to go on a cruise or something like that, it would be really cool to have someone else with me. Mm -hmm. That was like enjoying the experience. That's why when you messaged us, like, I get terrible signal at work, you guys. Like, seriously, like, my Discord will have nothing in, like, the conversation, but it'll be like, Joss is typing. But I won't be able to see anything that's (laughs) happened so far. It'll just be like, Joss is typing, the end. So, like, I'm trying to get, like, the messages through of what they're talking about. And I'm trying to get my phone to, like, load. I'm like, how much are tickets to go to California? Like, maybe I could make it work so that Jules doesn't have to travel alone. And I was just like, oh, I can't. Like, it was expensive. And it's, like, the week before before I have a con and I was like but I tried because I'm like Jewel shouldn't go by herself I'm like I'll fix it (laughs) (laughs) see you know and I I so appreciated that too but Jewel should go alone I need to do this yeah you know I need although I did I shared the room with the John and Nevermore and Ben when (laughs) well not really John (laughs) well (laughs) even though I shared a room at BlizzCon (laughs) It um like it was still like I I went alone, I traveled alone, I was like in charge of my own schedule. I didn't have to worry about, you know, like hanging out with certain people at certain times. Like I didn't have to worry if like the person I was with was doing all the same things I was doing and you know, it was and even if I'd had my own hotel room on my own, I still think that that would have been fine because I got to see my friends throughout the day and like 
having that room to myself probably would have been a little bit of like a decompression sort of a thing too. And like, not that you guys are hard to stay with at all. I wouldn't do it year after year after year after year if it was uh, not a good experience, but. Well, I'm like, we, we let you, like, we let you, well, we don't. <laughs> we let like, you oh out of the God. room, so. Yeah, we let you out. We're not like, Jocelyn, you have to stay with us. But like, all I ask when she does go out is like, just tell me like, yeah. You know, you'll be back at this time or, you know what I mean? Just because there are, there is shit that can happen. You know, there's tons of people who are all in one place or whatever. So like, you know, just let us know when you're leaving like a party or you're leaving Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, just give us a heads up, you know, tell me when you haven't eaten all day. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, like I just, I find um, the few times that I have done things like that, because I've been to BlizzCon on my own twice now. And, um, I, I mean, I, I love Matt. He is great, obviously, but, uh, my experiences at BlizzCon by myself have been much better just because I don't have to worry about if whoever I'm with is having fun. Like I can just go see the things I want to see, see the people I want to see, do the things I want to do. And, you know, it's just, it's so much easier when you only have to worry about yourself. I think you'll have a great time. I'm so looking forward to you going and and you know seeing people hanging out doing all the heroes of the dorm stuff like i know you're just so excited about all of that yeah heroes thing i did my bracket by the way (laughs) did you i did mine too and it's you gotta do it today if you want to get it done remind Um, me before when we finish because i haven't done mine yet (laughs) yeah you got you got till 11 59 pacific time to get it done so um yeah, I mean, I'm stoked. This is the first land that I'll be going to outside of Blizzard, uh, like BlizzCon. BlizzCon yeah. Um, and uh, and there will be a lot of people there that I know, and you know, so there's like, it's not an intimidation to go to the event. It's more about you know staying like, I live alone. I'm I like I'm totally used to being by myself. It's just the whole like, making sure I'm safe going mm. from hotels to uh to venues to airport. You know. That's the that's the only thing that I have a, any concern about is just on personal safety. If I don't know where I am or don't yeah. know where I'm going, and um, but and, and it'd be nice to have someone to have dinner with, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing I hate is going to restaurants alone. Mm. Um, but I'll do it because I'll have to eat. So yeah, um, yeah. So there's anxiety kind of a bitch lately, but um. The good thing is that I've been, I mean, I've been working my butt off and keeping really occupied with a whole bunch of stuff. And I can afford to go on this trip because I've been exploding with commissions, which is incredible. So yay for that. And um, I'm so happy for that. And things are just, things are going to be okay. It's just trying to get past the the, the awful brain shit like and yeah. trying not to let it keep me awake which is the worst part too oh i hate that part but nevermore what is going on with you <sighs> work normal stuff stress work's gonna get more crazy in the next few weeks because we have a small office and the one lady is going to be gone. Like the main kind of office runs all the miscellaneous things is going to be on for six weeks. Cause she's going to have back surgery. Whoa. So I'm expecting shit to hit the fan and we'll see if my anxiety can handle that because I've had like known meltdowns at work <laughs> because of communication between like the boss and how he runs stuff sometimes. And 
realistic expectations of how things time-wise get done. <laughs> His schedule versus real people's schedules. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm worried about that. But I've also been neglecting crafting for, like, a long time now since... Man, when was I streaming? Like, was December. it... Yeah, like November, December is when I was working really hard to like stream a whole bunch. And like I was so close to having my whatever is it affiliate. affiliate like I was so yeah, close. Like I, I needed only like a couple more days to do that. And it just, you know, BlizzCon happened and got busy. And then the stuff with my mana through Christmas. And like yeah. it was just kind of like I was just super unmotivated. And I just I just didn't have like the passion to do it like it just it wasn't there and I just I didn't have a muse to like trigger stuff and it just it it, it just died out the flame mm -hmm. died out and I've struggled to get back into it and I see awesome people like Jules who's creating stuff and it's just I see all these things and I'm like I need to get back to doing my own stuff but then you have the whole well even if I make something it's not going to be as cool as such and such or I'm not the best there is in like perler stuff. Like, because right around the time that I was streaming a whole bunch, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to stream and it's going to be so cool. And then like, it would pop up in my feed of like, this guy made like a 20 by 20 foot Bob Ross out of perler beads. And I'm like, well, fuck, like what's, <laughs> what's the point of me doing anything when I'm making like a two by three, like geeky hair bow, like nobody gives a shit about those, you know? So it's just, I was just really kind of beating myself up about it and everything. And <sighs> not putting any effort in and I have a con in what Memorial weekends, like a couple weeks away, a month and a half it's away, month, a month and oh, two months. Yeah. Two months or more. So super is that unprepared. the one in May? Yes. yes okay. Yeah. Two it's, months away. You got lots of a, time. It's a huge show. Like, and I usually forget until like, I usually remember like, Oh crap. It's like 50 days away or whatever. But on top of that with the stress from work like I'm kind of freaking out about it a little bit more because like I know I'm going to come home and just be mentally exhausted yeah. and not want to do it however I crafted this past weekend yes. I did not do a lot but I worked on some new earrings and stuff and I like my desk area and my, my second desk that I made like an L shape I like um, sorted out all my perlers all the bags that aren't open and stuff uh hestia druid had given me two medium flat rates full of perler beads like she just wasn't going to do it anymore so she sent me like all her supplies she had so i went through and did those and now they're in like a cool wooden thing like in rainbow order and like it's Yay. nice and, like <laughs> that's awesome there's still crap on my desk but it's not like it was before because like it was like a literal mound of stuff to the left of me just because i would toss everything there when mm. i came home so it just built up and I'm like, I'm literally looking gonna... at my nail station right now going, yep, <laughs> yep. It, it, just, it happens. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you need to get your shit together because when you come home and you're tired, like it needs to be easily accessible and ready to go. And it then needs to and be not the thing so much... where like you come home and you're just like, it's your sit down and relax and place perler bead thing. It not yeah. like there, you need there not to be this huge barrier between you and doing the thing that is fun and relaxing. Cause that's what it should be yeah. fun and relaxing. <laughs> exactly. And like, I'm trying to make like a plan of like what I kind of want to focus on prepping for things for the show. Um, I'm going to do my perler bead stuff. I have some dice stuff. Um, I'm going to do some clay stuff um, oh, with that. Nice. And Jocelyn's going to love this for like the past year 
maybe two. Like every once in a while when I do go thrifting, I've been getting like carousel ponies, like like these. Like Right. So she's sewing a stand, uh, like a like a display stand of a carousel pony. Right. So like some of them are kind of weird and broken or whatever. Like there's this one that's like a total unicorn head. I'm gonna be (laughs) painting up to be like kawaii pastel colors or like or like gothy skelly unicorns and stuff like that. And like I want to sell those at con, but it'll realistically depend on like timing if I have time to do all the details of those. Um, But those are on my to do list. Like so I'm kind of doing like a realistic set goals of like that I have things available for people to buy because if I don't then that's dumb because I can't be making money um but just like a little bit of like me time to work on it not necessarily Mm -hmm. to like maybe stream as much in the next few months just because I don't want to stress myself out about it but um I'm working hard at that like I've ordered some new supplies like the girl who I got all my geeky charms from like I got little um earring sets where it'll say I love you and I know on the opposite side cute we have we have bath towels like that So I've just been trying to like really kind of like focus more and start really kind of prepping to succeed at it. Yeah. So hold me accountable, everybody. <laughs> I have a question for you and I'm wondering if this works for you. Um, okay. Does it help when you post pictures of things that you've made that people respond to it? Does it help you? Does it give you motivation and, and fire? Yes. It, because but like, but I feel like sometimes that the stuff that I do, like like the bows, for example, like like the My Little Pony bows, which freaking always sell out at cons. Like every single time it's the My Little Pony bows, which is ridiculous. <laughs> like Harry Potter does well, but the My Little Pony ones always go crazy for it. I don't know yeah. why. But like I feel like say I sit down and I do pearly beads for like three hours and it's all to restock. Like who wants to see the pony bows again? Like nobody. Everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody. Everybody does and that's that's my point is that and i've shared this with other people too is that if you have a love for what you're doing and what you're making post stuff that you know post like in progress pictures post um the the finished stuff and put it on your facebook put it on your instagram and put it on your twitter um and i can't tell you like for me it is totally inspiring when people are just reacting to the stuff that I'm making, even if I'm kind of like, I don't know if I like this or not. And people go, Oh my God, that's gorgeous. And it gives me so much energy and so much motivation that I want to keep pleasing people. If you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that helps you. <laughs> I think Jocelyn totally caught that before. Jocelyn I went to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. We're pleasing people. But, you no, know, you're totally right though, because, um, shield spec, uh, Bim posted uh, the pair of earrings she bought for me, which is the Forsaken Tears, like Undercity uh, long mm. dangle ones, which were really long compared to all my other earrings are super short. Um, she posted herself wearing those the other day, and I was like, oh, like I felt really good about it. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's nothing better than that feeling of somebody showing off that they're wearing your stuff. Yeah. I was. I was playing today with ferociously Steph and she was wearing the necklace that I gave her. Um, you know, that's the stuff that, you know, don't be afraid to kind of tap into your audience for and and your, and your loved ones and the people, your friends for like 
inspiration and motivation yeah to do that well, like stuff. even jocelyn like she would wear her triforce bow or whatever or like shoujo would wear stuff freaking marcona in every freaking blizzcon has like six things that i've made like an time <laughs> i post that i made something he's like can i have it and i'm like it's like a girly thing like i guess if you really want it but i don't think you need blah 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 or whatever but he always wears I need to make more of these, but the little um, Nintendo cartridge necklaces, I yep. think he has two or three of them, but he's constantly oh. freaking wearing those. And I'm just like, seriously, stop trying to buy things. Like, it's like <laughs> girl hair bows. <laughs> but, but that's he another loves thing. them. And I struggle with that too, is that I never make um, bow clips where they can be on shirts. And I get asked every convention, like, do you have some that you can wear with like a t-shirt or like a fancy shirt? And it's because like, I have so many styles that I don't know how many of each to make as a normal hair clip bow or how many to make as like a bow tie. Because it's the same thing. Just, you know, you. <laughs> I have a question. She's <laughs> raising how... her hand right yeah. now. <laughs> how difficult would it be? Because uh, I don't necessarily know what your con setups are like or, or whatever, but how difficult would it be to make the perler bows and then just have like a hot glue gun and a whole bunch of bow tie things and a whole bunch of hair, hair bow, like hair clips. And then like ask people when they buy them, like these are available as one or the other, which would you like? There you go. <laughs> like, it, would Very that be difficult? Oh, okay. I didn't <laughs> well, know. Yeah, you had, had, like, power. Power. Not yeah. Difficult, expensive because ah. they charge you a crap load of money to do electricity. Um, ah, but I see, did I find out that. like a little, um, uh, to make them because I was like well if I'm sitting there like I could be like restocking because my Ooh. first year like I sold out a TARDIS bows and then I went home and I was up all night trying to make more like like sleepily on the couch trying to build them and then melt them and whatever but I found out a way where I can like build them at the con and then bring them home to melt them so it kind of saves time yeah. you know but not everybody's there so like if somebody has like a Friday pass they're not necessarily going to be able to come back Saturday to pick up something they're buying you know because I was thinking about doing that too but why did your address oh. and mail it? <laughs> that works too. Uh, I had an idea. Take their money, take their address, charge them like two seventy five for shipping because that's what how much it costs to tuck them in a little envelope and have a little tracking on it. You're done. Like the, these are the things, though. I mean, I, I think your <laughs> Bim your bring a generator, <laughs> bring a generator. <laughs> I just I I I think your um. Like you're so creative and you're so smart about coming up with these brilliant ideas of things that, you know, I don't, I can't even fathom and Jocelyn can't even fathom. I mean, you come up with these amazing things. You just need to have the spark. And where does this spark come from? Usually it comes from people being super fucking excited about what you're making. So you know what? Tap the well, tap the well, go get some inspiration <laughs> and, and, um, you know, I mean, I would literally tell you after the show is over to go and pick out a couple of things that you have that are pre-made and just shoot a photo of them and say, I'm getting ready to start crafting soon. And people go, bye, I love this, you know, like, <laughs> and just get the like immediate gratification on it. It's like farming karma, but I don't care. Like do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pimp yourself out, which you really have to though, you yeah. know, it's how seriously it is and, and it feels kind of strange but honestly it's it's how my commissions have grown to be after a year what they are right now and I have no idea where it's going but 
people have told me over and over and over, it's because you put love in the work that you do and you are so happy and passionate about sharing what you do. And which is amazing to hear that. I had someone tell me that in a meetup recently about the stuff that I had brought. They were like, this is amazing. Like there's so much love in this product that, and I, you know, that you've made this and it makes like, that's what keeps me going. That's what fires me up to go. And it's like, it's a finite resource like it can just go and be dried up yeah so well that's like the one time when I was actually getting back into doing them and doing my earrings and I did the mana gem ones and Jocelyn retweeted it and then like Yang Wu did I was like holy shit like I need to put I need to put these in my store like now (laughs) the timing is now (laughs) yeah it's that's the thing and I mean I got retweeted by the London Spitfire with my um with my keychain and all of a sudden I had all these new people that were following me And so the thing about it is that the opportunity, sometimes you have to build the opportunity. Yeah. If you really want it. And I like you've put yourself in this position right now where you have this con coming up, which could be massive pressure if you let it, but you could also be like, I am going to make some of the coolest stuff that I've ever made. Like those carousel horses, that unicorn, like, as soon as you do them, people are going to go ape shit over them. I yeah. promise you. Well, and like, I think those are something that I can sell for higher income than like my bows are like five bucks at a con. You know, my earrings are like 10 to 15. Like it'll give me a little more income because they're going to be like hand painted. Like I didn't make them like obviously, but it's, I don't think people will care about that. Like, well, yeah, you made it something it. new. That's cooler. Yeah. You repurpose something into yeah. something different and creative. That's huge and right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and I need to, like, about posting pictures, too. I've been really dis- distracted, but in a good way, with my thrifting, because I've been making money with that. Like, really good. Like, not tons of money, but, like, a decent, like, sales every few days. Like, and I post on my Instagram for that, of, like, hey, I found this, you know, or I found this, and stuff like that. So I'm getting that high almost from a secondary source. So it's kind of bad because I mean, it's good and bad because I'm also making money from that, but I need to find that balance between both. Yeah. Cause remember you have, you've got imposter syndrome when it comes to the perler stuff. You think that Mm -hmm. your stuff is so much less, less appealing. Not a 30 foot Bob Ross. Ross. But you don't have to, you don't have to make a 30 foot Bob Ross to be you. And you know, and that is something that I've learned with chainmail is that anybody can pick up some rings and a pattern and make chainmail. It's about what you bring to the table. It's what your look is. It's what your feel is. It's, you know, like you can look at my stuff and the stuff that I make for original stuff. And you say, I can tell that's Jules product because of these certain traits. Yeah. Versus me putting somebody else's work up there and saying, nope, Jules didn't make that. That's not her stuff. And I can look at something that Nevermore makes and say, that's totally Nevermore because that's you. That's your style. That's mm-hmm. your, you know, you're going to make a, a horse, a carousel horse look like the day of the dead. That is yeah. Nevermore. That's your <laughs> style. And so when you think about that imposter syndrome voice, just yeah. like for the same thing for Jocelyn too, <laughs> it's not about comparing yourself to what other people do it's the same thing in podcasting yeah so what do you bring in pot what do you in podcasting bring to the table that's different than anybody else what do you have that you that can say that is uniquely yours and 
that is the thing, you know, passion. You I'm, so, I'm not laughing at you, Jules. I just, I've been watching a ridiculous amount of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm like rewatching a whole bunch of seasons and stuff. And I just watched an episode that was like right at the end of season five where they had to like plead their case for why they should be the next drag superstar. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds like I need to do this every day with everything I yes. do. Just yes. to myself. Yeah, just plead my case for why I will be the next podcasting superstar. Yes, watch that and watch the new Queer Eye on Netflix and you're going to feel freaking so amazing. So good. Yes. I love the new Queer Eye. Uh, I mean, if you want to feel good, I mean, and the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race is amazing. The, the, the All Stars 3 was amazing. I need to see that. No, yes. no, you take that back. <laughs> The wrong queen won. <laughs> oh, no. Don't tell me. <laughs> on, on All Stars, there was a ski, this scandal. It's a yeah. Scandal. Um, but, it, you know, but the point being is that, you know, you need to feel good about what it is that you're doing. And if, you know what? If, thrift, if thrifting makes you feel good about what you're doing and, you know, the fact that you're making money and that you're being talented at that, it doesn't. So maybe down the road, crafting isn't like cons anymore. Yeah. You know, well, and I think part of it, too, is this con is so big, like they rent out the entire convention center. Like, I'm not kidding you guys. It's not like 30 vendors. It's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of vendors. There's like shirt vendors. There's mm -hmm. mystery box vendors. And like you pay a lot to get there with your badges. And then on top of that, like, you know, you're paying for food or food trucks and then you're buying mystery boxes or shirts, which are $20, yeah. $30. So like by the time they get to you, like you kind of feel like there's a struggle there that everybody kind of feels because it's such a big con and it's so busy. Like even if Jocelyn likes my stuff and she walks up there, the crowd almost kind of pushes you or friends push and pull you. Cause they're trying to get somewhere and yeah. like, you know, time-wise. So that's part of it. And then the one that I do in August that I've done the last couple of years, I feel like I almost make as much, if not more money there because there's 10 vendors mm, and they have yeah. more, it's two days. They have time to come over and see me and talk to me and they might come back the next day and buy three or four things. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have to remind myself that, but I don't know, but I'm excited for it. So, and it's funny because you're talking about like, you know, yourself and you know, all that kind of stuff. And this does not really bother me as much as I let it, but like Nevermore is me. Like I have a real name, obviously <laughs> people know it. It's not like I hide it. My biggest pet peeve lately is like the rain team. Everybody calls everybody else by like their persona and like all the time. And then they would keep calling me. They'd be like, just say, say my real name, say my real name. I'm like, stop calling me that. <laughs> like, one night I was just like, no, like, Nobody calls me Nevermore. Now, like, I feel like they're walking on eggshells because they'll be like, okay, Nevermore is going to do this. I'm like, you're damn right. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't really Nevermore. like <laughs> <laughs> But it is important for me to come home and de-stress. And, like, that's this is my time to be you know, like my alter ego, like and spend time yeah. with gaming yeah. friends and stuff. I'm like, stop using my real name. Cause I'm just like, I hear it enough all day. Like, I don't yeah. want to hear it here too. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> <laughs> now I've made everybody nervous on what to call me. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? You are nevermore. That's just, yeah. Which I'm really glad that I never slip up and make that mistake. Cause apparently <laughs> I would just get my head bitten off. 
I'm just kidding. Nevermore. We love you. Nevermore. Nevermore. We love you. Nevermore. Nevermore. Oh, man. If any of you actually called me by my real name, I think I would fall over. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, guys. I think that's pretty much going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for watching slash listening to Slaying Demons. If you guys have any feedback, you can send your demons into demonspodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit up our Discord. It's discord.gg slash jossplays. That's J-O-C-E plays if you want to join the conversation in real time. We have two different text channels there where you guys can go and share your stories and get help and advice from the community. Everyone in there is super nice and super supportive. So again, discord.gg slash jossplays. Jules, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at JulesRPG, and you can find me on my other shows, which are Torrent Think Tank and Convert to Raid, Battle.net Sports, and Battle.net News in a few minutes. So <laughs> we head over there right after we get done with this show. Um, if you're interested in my chainmail work, you can go to chainofjewels.com. Right now, my commissions are closed for at least the next week or so until I finish up one more piece. Like um, she has this like, I'm sorry, but they're closed look on her face where it's like, no, that's good. That's amazing. I, <laughs> I hate saying no to people, but I just don't, I don't have the ability to take on anything more right now. So, um, but they will probably be open in the next couple weeks. So excellent. <laughs> Nevermore. <laughs> Where can folks find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Quota Nevermore, which I've been kind of quiet there lately, and there's not really a reason why. Like, I was on it a little bit today, but I don't know. I haven't been on there a ton. Um, my Twitch for crafting is twitch.tv slash geekasylum, and same for my Etsy is geekasylum.etsy.com. And like I said, I'm prepping for a con, so I don't know how much I will update, but I promise that I will be held accountable by Jules and Joss to actually post things if I'm working on them. Good. And because, like, I have some cool stuff. Like, I have um, beads that I want to try to make, like, warlock candies out of, like, little oh, earrings of those stuff. Yeah. So there, there, are, there are cool things. And I'm really excited to try the dragon stuff, but I don't know if the dragon stuff will work. Um, they'd probably be pendants anyway. But anyway, so <laughs> not to really in that. But anyway, that's where you can find me. Great. All right. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays, J-O-C-E Plays. You can also find me on a whole heck of a lot of podcasts. Um, I feel like I've just got so much going on right now. Uh, We relaunched for Azeroth with uh, myself and uh, Maud from the channel. If you guys are in our chat room on Twitch a lot, then um, you probably know True Villain Manny. He is helping me host for Azeroth now. So that's going on. I'm also doing a podcast called Shipwrecks and Shanties about Sea of Thieves, which just launched last week. Um, the game, not the show. The show's been going on for about seven weeks now. Um, and I have a new project potentially maybe happening starting this week that I'm really excited about and is going to be super, super fun. So uh, I mentioned RuPaul's Drag Race earlier. There's a reason Yay! I'm watching Lost Drag Race. It's going to be so much fun. Oh my God, ah! <laughs> That's all I'm saying for now. But uh, keep your eyes open for that. Um, the best place to just find out when all of this crap is happening trust me i'm super busy with all these shows uh is just check out uh twitter i tweet out every time we put a new episode of something out so make sure you're checking that out uh until next week that's it i don't actually have a a, i can't remember what i normally say tune in next week thanks bye bye